Oh, you said you had questions, Mike. I do, but we can save it for another episode no, because something shoot. that you want to talk about. No, I Let's don't. Go. Well, it's another thing like Chad's there, so this might be. Well, well I guess we're into our worst hour, so this this could be a good stopping point for that. This is based off of Mike's questions are part of the worst hour, not part of the good hour. <laughs> yeah. We're starting the worst hour now, and that's why we're letting Mike participate with his questions. <laughs> Chad's questions were so superior, he got to talk in the first hour with his questions. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Mike. These are based. Thank you. These are based off of one of you two posted. Who's most likely to get sued? Uh, so these, this is based off of that. So I'm going to ask a question and then we're all three going to choose one of us as an answer for that question. And uh, since I don't know what your guys responses were for who's most likely to get us sued. That's our first question. Who's most likely to get us sued? And I Chad. say, Chad, me too. <laughs> Why? Why, like, just you because history. Been Chad, do you before? say Chad? Yeah, I said Chad. No, no what it, about Chad? I think it's Paper King. Oh, really? For sure. Yeah. Why? Something's going to slip one one of these days. And <laughs> boom. <laughs> the handcuffs are coming out. We're all being subpoenaed. We're all being subpoenaed. <laughs> <laughs> I picked you because you have history, man. Yeah. It's I've like, you're, like a repeat offender, man. No. No one. Right. You're a repeat you offender. Learned, learned your lesson, and then it doesn't happen again. Knock on wood. Yeah. Well, we need that uh, that media insurance, by the way. We do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But it, so, I'm we... sure they'll do a full search on my fucking Instagram. To find <laughs> <Yeah. them. laughs> this is the the uh, deductibles going up like crazy. Every every post they look oh. through at Paper King, <laughs> they're like uh, ten thousand, twenty thousand. These guys are uninsurable. <laughs> who did you pick mike chad oh chad for sure oh, why why well chad yeah, like you said chad's got the history and then it, it actually leads into my next question and uh i've got the same answer to that as well which is uh who is most likely to get us canceled why chad, because I'm, I'm not good is that what you what you no. telling me? Am I the you were here? talking about the crippled guy cutting the grass. Like, who's getting canceled? The cripple? No, you. No, people who care about crippled people will cancel. I don't know if you're aware, but our audience has a pretty thick skin. As landscapers and contractors, I think they're going to be okay. You still I'm think who's most, most likely most likely to get likely. us canceled? Yeah. My goddamn dogs! <laughs> get out of here! Now the guy's kicking his dogs. Right no, yeah. no, my like, wife just came to let the dog in. So now he's like getting like getting us canceled because he's kicking dogs. I never, like, I never hurt an animal. No animals were harmed. In Chad the is, of what's this that quarterback they caught with the dog fighting? Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah that's Chad right. is the Michael Vick of fighting. <laughs> Come on, that's a terrible. Oh, that is terrible. terrible. Yeah, that is awful. That's yeah. why it's part of the worst hour. Uh, <laughs> no way! Don't spread that rumor. So you're getting canceled. You're going to get us canceled, Chad. What's your answer to that? Most likely to get us canceled. Well, since you're so not provocative, it's going to have to be favor King again. <laughs> I think Mike could slip up the slip of the tongue with Mike because he so? never. Well, if we got him engaged in some conversation and he got carried away and he lost his 
calm demeanor. I think <laughs> underneath there somewhere is some anger. Some anger. There's well, some pent up rage. Eventually, we need to do an episode, and maybe during the winter when we're not doing snow, where we just get blitzed and we just go through a bunch of audience questions. Oh my god! That that's uh, that could be an episode in the future, maybe. I'm in. We should do a live where you have to have a drink every time someone asks a question. <laughs> That's good. And then answer. Yeah. And by the end of the hour, that would be an interesting. All right. Are we ready we should for the do that one? one at the company camp studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Are we, are we busting through on that uh, podcast meetup? Oh yeah. Yeah. We got to bust the doors down. They need to learn. There's a, new podcast. There's a new podcast in town. Yeah. It's for kids. It's unfiltered. It's green. It's got everything. <laughs> it's it's got the life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. The Mulder life. Mulder. Um who is the diva of the group? If we had to choose somebody to be the diva. Who would you pinpoint? I think Mike is the diva. You? Oh, you, Mike. <laughs> Why would I pick me? Do I want to be the diva? Is that good? What define diva? Like what? Like Mariah Carey? No, I, I would. Uh, I kind of What's... choose that as somebody who. I think you're the diva, and this is what I'm going to base it on. Mike. Yeah, explain it. I'm basing it on the fact that you want everyone to do everything for you. Bring me my bins. Bring me my materials. <laughs> Deliver them to my driveway. I I, I'm too good. I'm too good to do any of it myself. I don't do those type of things. That type of stuff is for Mike and Chuck. Oh, man. Dirty trucks and their little dirty CVORs. I don't need all that in my life. I've got my own bin company, which actually canceled you. So maybe you're the most... <laughs> I'm just saying, I think you're the diva because you get everyone to do everything for you. And that is the diva lifestyle. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Damn. that Who did you pick, you. Mike? Well, I was going to pick Chad, but since you said that, <laughs> I got to pick the paper king. Why am I a diva? Uh, you canceled on us yesterday, so that's the only that's way true. I got to go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so true. <laughs> I didn't cancel on you. I got engaged in a conversation. With oh, I see. Probably something that makes him more money than this. <laughs> Probably not. Lately, no. No, nothing that Kelly and I have talked about. No, like, yeah, no. Anyways, I think that I have some legitimate points for you being a diva, Mike. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I maybe would have uh, chosen a different question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who on this podcast has provided the most value? Well, in, in terms of I this podcast specifically, really? I think it's the guy who claims to provide the least amount of value. I would say so too. What value have I provided to this podcast? I would say that you have the, if we're in a, in a dry spell in an episode, you punch out one of yeah. these one-liners yeah. that just it, like launched the episode into the stratosphere. Um, you, you can say that. What's the saying? Somebody said this way back when uh, you say in one line, what others take a full book to say. Wow. 
but you can't sell one line and you can sell a book. So who's the real winner? <laughs> okay. I'll, I will strive. As long as I am not trying to be the most value oriented account on Instagram, I'm good. I don't find there's a lot of competition there. I don't want to be part of it. Like, so today, Jeremy tagged me in a video of tilt rotating. And of course, everyone knows I was harassing Encon about being in a, and Earth, Earthworks commented and said, Make this man an ambassador. And I thought it was like on something I posted. I was like, yeah, fucking right. Make me an ambassador. And then I opened <laughs> it up and I was like, oh, once again, this is someone commenting on someone else's post that's coming back to me. Where the fuck is Pave Tool on this shit? I want to be an ambassador. <laughs> I want to be an ambassador. Uh, so, anyways. I don't know why Pave Tool wouldn't make you an ambassador. The content that could come out of pulling <laughs> patios with chains across the city. <laughs> I love this in that there's in that thread of me in the boat there's like 90 comments and some of them are really funny and one of them is this is what happens when you fuck with lateral pressures <laughs> I don't remember who so said good. It. oh my god so this good. is what happens to you when you fuck with the lateral pressure on your patio like see that's a product you're talking about like you can't I, I can't even buy that product Oh, yeah, I don't even know where to buy it. No one around me supply. I, I, the supplier we use is large. I'm not giving them a free shit out. They can pay me to talk about how great they are. And uh, I, I called them. I was like, hey, I need a, I need one piece of this ridiculous edging to make some videos. And probably good they didn't have it because God only knows what road I could have gone down with that. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we don't even know what you're fucking talking about. And I was like, oh, okay. And then everyone wonders why I don't know who that guy is. Anyways, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> um, I I'll do one more here. Uh, looking back at this, I guess six months that we've been doing this, who's come the most prepared to the podcast? Well, not what? I. <laughs> what are you talking about? You just ran a whole hour. I know. I wasn't yeah. gonna put Chad but into that conversation at all. One time in the, in the past six months, <laughs> I brought something and it's been today. We're not turning the ship around today. For me, I'm gonna say Paver King, just Why? because he started the uh, what, it, what the hot or not that oh, got us man, like a, a very good. Uh, and then yeah. you did that either or as well. You thought of a lot of good concepts for this podcast. Chad jumped on board them. I yeah, really took I'm, it to the next level. I'm not an innovator. Guys. I'm a follower, apparently. Not an innovator. Not an innovator. You have a Unilift. You're a fucking innovator. I didn't invent the Unilift. <laughs> yeah, but you using it is the innovate. You'd be able to using it as the is the innovation, right? I suppose taking the heat. You didn't Take quit. It. You didn't get on your boat and go home. You just right. kept pushing forward. Yeah, Sam, Sam Moore 65 made fun of me, so I got on my boat and went home. <laughs> um, got on my boat and left, baby. On that note, I wanted to buy an ASV today, skid steer. Oh, yeah? Apparently, really? they were the first ones to make skid steers. I don't know if this is true or not. Anyway, from all the videos, they make a fucking pretty phenomenal machine. Um, Their track they, system is really good. 
Yeah, that's, it's really good. Yeah, they invented that one. I guess they leased it to Cat for a bit. Cater yeah, Caterpillar uh, used it for a while. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I wanted to buy one, and they said, "Oh, we have nothing available." Um. I said, "Well, give me some pricing for when something comes in." They're like, "Well, the prices are going up in the new year." Um. So there's nothing we can really do. So I'm like, "Okay, well, you have my number." Like they are not trying at all to make a sale, right? They they don't give a shit. Um. They still don't think the sky is falling, apparently. Uh, but he texted me last night, and he says, oh, we got one coming in. Uh, I said, okay, give me some numbers on 24 and 36 months. Uh, hit me back today. The interest rate is now 7.4 or something like that, which seems pretty excessive, but yeah, just how it rolls. machines that they used to give out for zero. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. They said... Um, Oh, you can't get the good financing because you're out of our sales territory. What the fuck does that so who's, mean? Like, who's the dealership in your sales territory? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I was like, so send me to the person in my territory. Apparently, they don't have it. Cornwall is not a territory. No one rules Cornwall. So there's no one that sells ASV skid stairs in your territory. But if you buy one from outside your territory, you have to pay a higher interest rate because you didn't buy it from the person that doesn't exist in your territory. It's fucking bogus. That sounds like a you fucking know? scam. Like, yeah, that sounds like a scam, right? That, that <laughs> sounds like you don't want to make a sale because that's a little ridiculous. And I know this, deal, a... this, this dealer's not far, right? It's 45 minutes. Well, in so. our world, that's astronomically far, but we don't live in the middle of nowhere, so... <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? You can't go fucking two blocks in 45 minutes in Toronto sometimes. Well, I don't live in Toronto. I'm wow. in Durham. I'm just saying. Close. I know that when we we bought a skid steer, so our address was registered um, in Ajax one, at one time. Like when I worked at uh, Ridge Lake, a Lake Ridge. I mean, that guy, that guy like, sold the business. I doubt he's going to sue me. Maybe he would. He's an ass. But <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. He wasn't going to sue you until you <laughs> called him an ass. Mike's the most likely to get a suit. <laughs> so we, our address was in Ajax for the office. And we bought the skid steer in Curtis. And because Ajax was actually Bobcat of Toronto's area, they had to pay Bobcat of Toronto for us buying a skid steer off them. Yeah, I've heard of that. Ridiculous. Yeah. So that's a territorial thing. But there is actually someone in our territory that sells the product. So the yeah. difference being that you can go out your door and no one sells that product. And if you buy it from someone who does sell that product, you have to pay extra because no one chooses to you sh you know what you should do if you and this is this is a baller move because you have a big yard is apply to be the ASV dealer <laughs> in fucking Cornwall and then just start selling them to yourself and have no other customers. You think, yeah, that would be a phenomenal idea. If I could, you should just mess office. Should message them in head office and say, what's the requirement of being, uh, I had, a, at one point, there was a manufacturer that was just opening up Anything as a dealer in Durham region. 
And the problem was there's a contractor who had a fair size yard that they made a deal. Well, that guy was beating me on some jobs because he's getting dealer pricing because he's only selling to himself. Oh, he's not yeah. selling to the public. He's just a dealer because he's so I like literally messaged him and was like, what are the requirements of being a dealer? I want to be a dealer because they that manufacturer doesn't require you to stock product. It's a non-stocking dealership. You just pick it up at, from wherever. So I was like, well, I want to be a fucking dealer and I want to get dealer pricing like Joe Blow down the street there. And it was this like huge conversation. This like huge war. This is one of those times I picked a fight. I didn't actually really care about that much. And then got super deep into it. And I was like, another one. I was like, all right, now I'm bored of this. And I moved on and never talked about it again till now. Like, so you're going to be the edge salesman, edging salesman. In yeah, I should have tried to sell that fucking. I am worried about lateral. Like, I've thought about it since then. And I don't know how many lives I've destroyed with lateral shift. Here's my problem. I've never had a patio move laterally, but I've had edging come up vertically. Right? But it's on an angle. What is? Yeah. A, Those edgings, yeah. Did you not watch the fucking video? Or I, you no, I'm still... We're, what, six weeks out? I haven't watched the video. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard enough about it, but I feel like I've watched the video. You should watch but, the video. I'll... This is me tucking I, a, me I don't know where, even know where to find it. This is me tucking a pen in my hat. There. You automatically oh, gain so, a lot of... Uh... Yeah, you automatically gain a lot of fucking... <laughs> the wisdom. You're growing teeth the like crazy. Big ass tape measure. Fuck <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. 100 footer. I need a 100 footer on my waist at all times. I get up in the morning, <laughs> I make it, I carry the fucking tape measure... You're not a contractor if you're not carrying the tape measure to the bathroom with you in the morning. I shower with I I soap a tape measure and then scrub my body with it because that's how much I love being a fucking contractor. Love it. I I do enjoy contracting most days. So I've never the only new vehicle I've ever bought in my life is the international dump truck. Wow. So I've never bought a new vehicle in my life ever. And I'm struggling with potentially buying a brand new truck for me, which I, I usually try to drive the oldest or Veloster or whatever and drive whatever is the worst thing that we have. I try to drive that. Um, but I'm struggling to buy a new truck, but there's a used one. And the used one is one that I really, 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 really fucking wanted in 2017 and got kind of fucked out of. Or maybe it's 2000. Anyways, so I'm considering buying the used one only because it was the truck that I really fucking wanted and didn't get. But I understand the advantage of buying a new one, but I don't really want a new one. And I want a 2017 because that's the fucking truck I wanted and I didn't get it. And now I want to go fucking buy it. But it's not great business decision. I'm struggling with that because I'm like, it's a better business decision to buy the new one. But I don't really fucking care because I don't want that one. I want the other one. What do you guys you think? You want an older truck? Yeah. I hate By this. choice. Really? Yes. Why? Well, no, because when that one came out in 2017, there was a whole thing that went on in my life, and someone said they would get that for me, and then they didn't fucking get it, and then it caused a lot of shit, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so now I could buy that 2017 exact model, exact truck I wanted. I found one. So you can close out the tantrum. 
it would I'm be not like getting the truck. It would be like a ten year, like a well, five year tantrum that's been going on. Yeah. So you want to put the tantrum to rest? Six years. Six years. Six so, years of. Well, sounds like a diva move. Does. <laughs> <laughs> what type of truck is it? It's a Dodge Ram. You guys want to hear the whole story? Yes. Because it is a, it's a, a such a diva story. It's, it's like so we did this huge contract and we finished it. And at that time at Lake Ridge, everyone had a com- everyone had a company truck but Mike. He was driving his 2003 Chevy Silverado 2500 that he owned. And the owner of the company came to me and said, "Listen, we just finished 1.3 million dollars worth of work in 38 days. Go pick out whatever truck you want." Because that wasn't even the only job we had going on. We had three other jobs running at the time. I said, go pick out, tell me what truck you want. I'll go get it for you. I said, okay. And I wanted a Dodge Ram 3500 diesel crew cab. Dually? Dually. Yeah. That's what I've always wanted. Since I was 13 or 14, I've always wanted to do it. And so I don't think he knew how much those cost. So he was like, yeah, no problem. I'll get one. I'll get it, bring it to the yard. I said, cool. And then he showed up with a 2012 Dodge Ram 2500 SLT. It was actually a really nice truck, silver. But it wasn't, nice it wasn't the one that I wanted. And so he said, well, I thought about it. And a dually is a bitch to park. And it's so big. And it's going to be a big pain in your ass. So this is a better truck for you. And I was like, listen, fuck face. When you bought your stupid fucking Corvette that I think is an idiotic car, I didn't tell you it was too low and there's nowhere fucking put your luggage and it's fucking roof's going to leak and it eats tons of gas. I didn't tell you because that was what you wanted. So I respected it. And that's also a time in my life when I realized this guy does not have my best interest at heart. He does not give a fuck about me. So the diva part of this story is... Oh, we took- haven't gotten there yet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this story gets way more demon. <laughs> Ridiculous. And this is when you know you were almost done being near someone when things get this out of hand. I took uh, the, the silver Dodge and I parked it in the corner of the yard and I never drove it. I let it sit there and it sat there for so fucking long that the frame started to rust and the rust was falling onto the gravel below it. And you could see the rust in the gravel because it literally sat there for months. And I wouldn't, I was like, fuck that. I'm going to drive my old Chev. And then the conclusion of this story is I came home from work one day. Cause this like, you know, this one Kelly and I were also, I think we're always rebuilding our lives, but we were, in particular, rebuilding our life after the turmoil that we've gone through. And she said, can you sell that fucking truck so we can take the kids to Jamaica while they're still kids? And I was like, <laughs> okay. She's like, there's a, like a virtually brand new one in the fucking yard that you refuse to drive. So go sell this one and take the kids. To-. I said, okay. And that was the end of it. And so then I started driving this over to watch. <laughs> but that's a pretty diva story to park the truck and have no one drive it. I remember one guy drove it one day. He came to the yard for some reason and he drove it. And I remember that was like one of the craziest, most ballistic yellings of my life at that guy. Just because he drove your <laughs> well, truck. He had, come to, the, he had come to the yard for something and the guy who owned everything had told him to take the truck somewhere. And I came back, it was gone and I fucking lost my shit. 
It just needed a safety or something like that. You know, needed, I know. I don't know why. He's like, don't ever fucking touch that guy. I'm fucking losing. Anyway, so that's a pretty divish story that I parked a truck for months because it wasn't the one that I wanted. <laughs> but now I found the one that I wanted from back then, and I would rather have that one than a brand new one. Really? I don't like, I hate brand new shit. I love brand new things, but I'm under no illusions that they're going to stay shiny and new working at my company. Like they always fucking, they, they don't necessarily get dinged or dented or whatever, but they'll always get dirty. You're going to put sod in the back? Absolutely. If I need to, I'll do what needs to be done. Um, but financially, it makes more sense to buy the the brand new Dewey. Yes. The Chevy Silverado. Yeah. And trade in the Veloster. The Veloster is on its way out, fellas. Has it done uh-huh. what it needed to do? Is What? I mean, why not get a new Veloster? <laughs> <laughs> they don't make them anymore. Oh, okay. I think they do. I no. Know. No, I don't no? think they do. I, I think they do. Uh... No, I I could be wrong. Maybe they I don't, don't know. What company anything. makes a Veloster, anyways? Hyundai. Hyundai. Oh, Veloster. <laughs> it's been okay. You know what? Like I've driven a truck for so long. Like most of my adult life, I drove a truck everywhere. I find it hard to like. I think I'm tired of trying to like peek around the corner to turn and stuff. And I'm also like going blind slowly and the tinted windows and the low profile. It's really like, I feel like I'm going to kill someone at a crosswalk or something turning left. Like someone's just going to get thumped. So I, I like, I feel like it's time to move on from the Veloster and get back into something that's tall. So I'm wrong. You can still get a Veloster. 20, 22 Veloster N if you're in the How market. How much is that? Um, that would not be the diva move to get the starting Veloster. from forty thousand. You don't want to be a, a diva. Velosters are forty thousand dollars. Yeah, are you serious? Yeah, two hundred seventy-five horse in this. That's a okay. I don't. I think my Veloster is like a hundred horsepower, and it goes pretty good because it's so little. Two seventy-five. I feel like that Veloster hauls ass. Yeah, it's baby blue. Um. <laughs> It also comes in black, white, red, silver, and brown. All right. Well, silver is my color in Velosters. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can go on the website. It's got a 360 view, the whole shebang. Would you pay 40 grand for a Veloster? Um, no. We have a Bronco, and I fucking hate the thing. My wife loves it. I would not buy that car again. What? You have a brand new Bronco? Yeah. Why don't you like it? I think they're cool looking. It's loud. It's uncomfortable. It's hard on fuel. My wife loves it. Hard to get into. It's hard to get into. What, what yeah, we of... don't have a step. Like they sold it to us without like a, the running boards or whatever. Oh. So you can like leap into it every time. So is is what model of Bronco is it? Is it a two door or four door? Four door. Um, Badlands, so it's got the big tires and stuff like that. Whatever she wants, that's the one she wanted. It's the one she chose. It's the one she got. So, how often do you go in it? Uh, it's easier to get in there with my daughter, like 
with her car seat. So instead of taking it out or a booster seat, I bring it. What the fuck's going on with my computer? Um, I'll just hop in the Bronco instead of switching the booster seat and all that shit to my truck. And that, so you do drive this thing a, a fair bit then. Yeah, too much. Too much. I think the Broncos look cool, but I've never been in one, so yeah. I can't judge how the driving of a Bronco is. It's uh same as a Jeep, you know. They're just uncomfortable. It's not about it's about the lifestyle. Yeah. I don't like the whole wave they do to each other. Who, no, Bronco G- people? No, Jeep people wave at each other. You experience this? Is that a thing? Yep. If you're in a Jeep and you're driving and you see another Jeep, you wave at them. Have like, you, it's a fucking cult. That's have what you they owned do. a Jeep? Yep. My mom owned a Jeep. And whenever I was in high school and I'd take it, and like, middle-aged men and women would be waving at me. And Does that make you uncomfortable? Not really. I mean, it's just a wave, but I think it's stupid. Well, that's whatever. a motorcycle people all wave at each other. Yeah, but their lives are at risk. I don't know if your life is so. Necessarily- if you're if you're riding a motorcycle and your life's at risk, the best thing you can do to oh, keep man. your life from being at risk is to take one hand off the handlebars and wave at someone else. <laughs> I'm safe as fuck now. You're safe as fuck. Dude. I'm wave. I don't understand the. I don't understand the waving either. I don't. I don't want to get to know more people. Do, do you think did dump truck drivers wave at each other? I wave at our trucks. Or if it's someone I know, you know what I do. So I spoke at a turn. I do wave at people. Fuck! I just got screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, there's lots of different dump trucks that. <clears throat> so people recognize our, like our bin, like the front of our bin trucks are very specific looking, and Christie's truck is very like everyone in Durham region knows Christie's truck. The Blue International is like a little because it's just like a Blue International, but a lot of people know it because people call me and they're like, man, that guy hauls ass. I'm like, yep, he does. He hauls ass. <laughs> Fuck. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's like the slowest motherfucker there is. Listen, wow. insurance. I'm telling you, the guy drives slow. <laughs> so slow we're thinking about letting him go. Just that so insurance it, knows. That He's, intern's like, we got him, we got him. We got him, we got him. <laughs> clip it, clip it. Can I get a raise? That's the, that's the gravel guy. who Darian, the gravel guy. Oh, yeah. He does a great job. He's so good. Um, yeah, I'm not... Uh, lost my train of thought. I should say something smart. Uh, hit, hit us with only, a one-liner. Only you can. Hit us with a one-liner. Uh, you can't shovel your way to a good price. I've heard that one before. I've, I know. I'm. I'm I've heard, heard that one listening to the Kid Contractor podcast. Oh, was I talking? You were talking, or he was referencing you. I can't remember. <laughs> oh. Um, I've tried. I've sure shit tried to shovel my way out of a bad price. That's what I'm saying. You can't shovel your way into a good price. Yeah, it's impossible. I was talking. I only reason I brought that up is because I was talking to one of our guys about it today. That the internal pressure that the staff feels to get jobs done quickly and stuff. I'm like, I appreciate that, but the reality of the situation is, 
once you're on the job and you have a shovel in your hand, your future is decided. It doesn't really matter what you do. Like you can't get the job done super fast and be more profitable. And if you took an extra couple of days, you shouldn't go bankrupt. Like it's the decision was already made with the pen when you bid the, bid the job. Yeah. It was all That's pre-decided. True. If a guy, if a, an owner has sold their whole season for next year, they've already decided on their profit for next year. That's so why you need a spreadsheet. That's why you need a goddamn spreadsheet. And it's getting discontinued, so you should probably jump on board. I have never had a problem with the spreadsheet once since I received it from Mike. Uh, and because Mike's here, I'm going to say I've also not used it once, but I have not incurred a problem with it, and that's what you should remember. But you've... It, the actual performance of the job it's really hard to change what was already decided in my view. Like if you've miscalculated the job and there's 900 square feet on the drawing and you've only allowed for 500, what those guys on the job do will never make up for your miscalculation. You can change the margin slightly by getting done a day early or kicking ass and getting done two days early or like, and you could change it by being slow and getting done two days late. But really, the bulk of the profit was decided with the pen when the job was bid. True. The only time that I've ever worried about being too slow on a job is not because I was worried about profit. It's because I was worried about having to get to another job that we're supposed to be on. So I'll agree with that. Um, and that's important yeah, for a commercial, you... right? Yeah, you can't <clears throat> delay these things. Right, you're like a little part, and you're the usually the end part, um, and they want to get their whole back and all that shit. So that's important for them. Yeah, you yeah, and you don't want to get like a delay. It depends what the con. <laughs> some of the contracts have like delay back charges. And, yeah, oof. which is insane for a little landscaper, right? Like you're dealing with. Uh, multi-million dollar civil contractors and they want to find the landscaper who's like maybe a million dollar company a year, two million, three, three million a year. Yeah. So. It's not a particularly fair system because the other thing is when was the last time you got onto a job site on time? Like if someone said you're going to come on on August 1st, and we need you to be done by October 31st. Yeah. More than likely, they didn't even give you the job till October 15th. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's what, yeah, they, their timelines screw <laughs> with yours. And then, I mean, by the end, everybody's so upset that they just want to wrap it up and you're fucking three months late, not your own fault, just because the whole job took so much longer. No construction project concludes on time. Some Ever. construction projects have 300 yards of extra dirt in the backyard. <laughs> that's not your problem. But that's not your problem. <laughs> yeah. I made a video of the buggy going up the hill, and I think I put buggy to the moon. Like, <laughs> I'm the, so what I, you know what the topic I want to discuss was? What's that? The after hours part of the buggy life. Like everyone's the buggy life. The buggy moves this. The buggy moves that. You know what the buggy does? It makes your body sore as fuck. (laughs) 
And no one talks about that part of the buggy life. It's like swept under the rug. The whole like bouncing and gyrating around and the, the standing constantly. And the one we have has these handles that you pull towards you and pull the other way to go forward and back. Oh, like yeah. my my grip strength is like 500 times normal like than it was three days ago. But I, as I was bouncing on the buggy and struggling to roll my fat ass out of the Veloster onto the front lawn and then crawl <laughs> to the front door, I realized that the thing that no one ever talks about in the buggy life is just how hard the buggy is on the physical being. Now, it's better than wheelbarrowing 300 yards of soil into a huge pile yeah. taller than the fence. 100%. And only one of us ran the buggy, but it was... It wasn't easy on the body. I'll say that. It was not like I literally like was like rolling out of the Veloster last night. Like, I don't need to get a truck. It stimulated my thoughts that maybe it. I also think that although I've never been a, I don't think it matters residentially what you show up into the job site if you're good at sales. Residentially, this is just my opinion. I sold just as many jobs in the Veloster as I sold in a fucking truck. It didn't matter. But commercially, I'm like going to look at this job where we're supposed to haul 40 yards of topsoil off this house. Showed up in the Veloster, piled out, walk up, looking at the pile. The guy's like, who the fuck are you? Some kind of inspector? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm here to look at the pile of dirt. He's like, I got to haul it away. And it's like, what, with that little gray car? I'm like, fucking motherfucker. (laughs) so i think commercially it makes a difference what you show up in i think that if you're trying to get a job i can tell you quite frankly trying to get a job hauling away 40 40 loads of dirt with a veloster is not easy (laughs) Uh, i don't know i close commercial jobs uh in my underwear at home not necessarily on the site yeah but if you drove to the site in your underwear. Say you had underwear. to say say you had to like do a like you and another contractor were exactly even. And they wanted to interview both of you and the interview process was going to decide who got the job. And you you rolled up in the Bronco. And uh, yeah. to your own testament basically fell out of it cuz there's no running boards. <laughs> and then like walked across and they're like who's the pretentious guy in the Bronco who thinks he's all that? Uh, I don't think it would go down like that. Have you seen you me? I, I look like, like a, I look like a fucking roofer. I'm covered in <laughs> tattoos. It's not going to be the car that puts me off the job. It'll be the roofing. <laughs> no, I look like a convict. It's not going to be the fact that I drove up in the Bronco. It's going to be the fact that I just look like I rolled out of jail. Well, you could wear long sleeves. And try I to have keep my your neck tattooed. Try to keep your palms trailed down, big a big turtleneck. You know, yeah. let the hair flow all over your face. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you want doing your landscape job. The... the guy in the turtleneck oh, but... in July. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> residential. Obviously, residential people don't care about your tattoos. Yeah, some. Of them, I'm sure some of them do. I'm sure that's how we've weeded out a lot of shitty, judgmental homeowners. Because for the most part, we haven't had like the people that care about that stuff instead of care caring about our portfolio and shit are the ones that 
will probably give us a hard time in other ways. And we've been able to weed out those people just by looking at so Chad's pick? Chad's system to qualification is to get face tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Chad did a lot of the people that didn't hire you because they were judgmental of your tattoos then left Cornwall and moved to a retirement village in Kitchener and decided to get a pond where their <laughs> gets get sucked up into the skimmer? It's <laughs> There's potential for that, I'm sure. Um, are you still having fish problems? Did you or shut that? Did you go in? Frozen by now. Did you go down and shut down the pond for them? I did, and there was a fish in the skimmer just floating <laughs> around, <laughs> belly up. And they're like, the guy's like, is there? So is there a fish in there at this time? I'm like, no. Mike <laughs> no. like, tweeted it and puts and... it in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> the guy doesn't see. <laughs> What? No, what is no this? fish in here. What's a pond skimmer? Like, what does that look like? I know what a uh, pond. It's just like the so you got the waterfall at one end and then the skimmer on the other end. So this the I don't know if you call it a skimmer, but that's where the water comes up and then goes into the pump, which goes back to the waterfall. So, are you gonna be back to the pond in the spring to open it? Uh, yeah, because I work there quite often and. Uh, and I'll probably open it up for them. Are you going to charge them? Well, actually, I'm going to be doing more work there. So, yes, I will be opening it for them. Oh, so you're working at their house again? Yeah. You Did you include that in your spreadsheet, opening the pond? I did not include did job? getting the dead fish out of the skimmer in my spreadsheet. But I now have a line item in my spreadsheet. For replacing fish, fish out of this, <laughs> getting dead fish, fish, getting dead fish out of the skimmer. How many fish do you think that guy buys expensive koi? Uh, so these are goldfish. The koi I seem to be a bit smarter. He's got like three koi and then a lot of goldfish, and then he got like um a lot of mystery fish. So all of a sudden, one day, he must have got like fifty minnows just show up out of nowhere. And now those minnows are eating all the food of the other place. <laughs> <laughs> so, got a fish problem. Everywhere fish are dying, except these minnows that showed up out of nowhere. Maybe they wow. came from the skimmer. <laughs> they were, yeah. Do you think that someone who doesn't like the guy just came and released a bunch of minnows in his pond <laughs> just to see the fuck show that it would become? Yeah. Do you I guys follow been. the guy on Instagram called Fitz? Fitz's ponds, Fitz's fish ponds. No, this guy like flies to Japan. I don't know why I follow him because I don't like ponds and have nothing to do with it. Not sure how he ended up on my. I've, I've sometimes I'm looking. I'm like, wow, I follow like two thousand people. I'm like, who are these people? Like, I don't. Um, but one of them is this pond guy, and man, this guy goes to Japan and buys fish that are worth like ten grand. Wow, to it's, eat or to? No, they're koi to bring oh. back. He buys them in bulk and then sells them at his fucking thing 10, 10 grand is the bulk price for one fish yeah i'm not sure how you buy one fish in bulk well no because he's get really expensive yeah i i don't doubt it he's buying like 10 fish but he's buying them fit there it was i Fitz, just found it yeah fits fish ponds yeah but like you should see the first look at the post post. 
like the one he just posted. Look at the size of those fish. And then they're I all know. getting they're getting shipped in boxes. And then they're pulling them out of boxes of water and dump, like you gotta look this up. It's crazy. <laughs> Are you watching the very first reel, Mike? Yeah, I am. It's insane. Yeah, they're massive. But did you they see get, many... they get shipped in literal boxes? Yeah. Did you see how many boxes the guy bought? Oh yeah. Like there's like a hundred fish that are worth like 10k each. So those look like fish that would not get stuck in a skimmer. Uh, it would have to be a big motherfucking skimmer. <laughs> like that would be a big skimmer. Like I I don't know why I follow that account other than it's like hyper interesting. And I I mean the fish are crazy. Oh, I'm following them up now. It's F I T Z fish ponds. Fish ponds. Yeah. I'm gonna follow it on Landscape Daddy. I was gonna I can't remember, I was gonna ask a question like is, is Mike the only one dumb enough to use his main account for this? <laughs> <laughs> the landscape daddy doesn't is try one. and sue me now. Hey, we've got a couple new reviews. Should I read one yes. of them? Read them all. Read I'm them both? Them. Yeah, read them. Read them. Uh, Jay-Z Wick. Last week, I was on my way to find a tilt rotator to attach my legs to and spin them off so I could just get out of this hardscape grind. On the way, I listened to my first Not Our Finest Hour podcast. They saved my life. Mike's love for tilt rotators has led me to invest heavily in tilt rotator companies, Chad's happy-go-lucky attitude lifts my spirits so high. I cannot wait to hardscape all winter long while listening to the best podcast out there. That's so did your mom an incredible right review. That was Jay-Z Wick. That was an incredible review. That was an amazing review. I love yeah. Jay-Z Wick. We should give him a shout-out on our, on our Instagram. And we've got, we've got another one. Swaving Landscapes. Uh, the title of his review is Goons. By the way, these are both five-star <laughs> reviews. Five-star uh, goons? <laughs> yeah. These three guys make me laugh each episode. Sometimes they give good advice, then the next second just plain stupidity that'll make you laugh and roll your eyes. Great podcast. Awesome. Can't Who's in charge of the plain stupidity? Thank you for the review. <laughs> Who's in charge of the plain stupidity? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not name names here. So we've already covered who gives good advice. Who Who's the one on this podcast that gives the best advice? Yeah, who who provides the most stupidity? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not going to raise my hand to this one. <laughs> we don't have to answer that. <laughs> who provides uh, the most stupidity? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who provides the dumbest stories? I'm going to go with that. Wow. <laughs> Literally just told the story about how I parked a truck for six months out of pure bitterness. <laughs> but, All right, I, guys. You want to get to our uh, end of the year episode? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to stop yeah. recording this then? Well, no, no. You just close this out here, Mike. Oh, we're stopping recording this so we can talk about something else that you're not supposed to hear about. So this is the end of the episode. Have a great night or day, or morning, or whenever you choose to listen, because we don't really know when you are listening, but have a great time when you are listening. And know that when you listen to this podcast, 
it might not be a good time. It might not be a bad time, but we guarantee it will be a time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh 